Welcome once again to this podcast, uh, now called Talking Taylor. That's that's the name we've got for it. And uh, yeah, today we are talking about Fearless, the first uh, thirteen tracks of the of the new fearless taylor's version um which was that the best-selling album last week or i can't uh, remember which, which which record would we like to talk about today because <laughs> we're we're <laughs> talking like... <laughs> we're talking about fearless oh i know no fearless just fearless taylor's version alone like so many records in the last like week it yeah is oh insane. that record uh yeah yeah, I was just trying to remember. I think it was the best-selling album. It's it's done very well. You all at this point know that, um, as we are by now a couple weeks behind, and that's okay, because we're years behind on all the other albums, so there we go. Uh, yeah, but we are going to talk only about the 13 tracks that exist between Fearless and Change, uh, and we will be talking about the other 13 tracks, the all the like deluxe stuff, uh next time so we're gonna give it its own time because i i think it's deserving of that uh even though we haven't had uh you've listened to the platinum edition a lot i haven't i've listened to it a few times uh i don't have an intimate history with those songs uh so more like a a new record really um or or like i'd heard the singles a couple times before but was pretty much new to it so yeah that'll be interesting to talk about so do you have anything you want to say as we get going here um i'm extremely biased fearless is the greatest (laughs) album it is my favorite album so yeah (laughs) this is about to be great i want to go out of order a little bit so because we now have the re-record uh we had to tweak at least a couple of the categories Uh, So I want to start with how different is this album from the previous version of Fearless that we had? Again, speaking just of the 13 track, because I've heard differing opinions from people. And so I'm curious, I I thought that would be a good place for our conversation to start. Okay, so it is the same, except extremely different. Like there are certain moments (laughs) that she like doesn't do something that no one else in the world would notice, but it's like, I am insane. And there are like a handful of other Swifties. We are insane. And we're just like that like moment where she went, mm, didn't happen. She went mm, instead, or like, or she just <laughs> completely left out an O oh at that part. Like just not, there are things that are even more minor than that. Like in the music itself, where I noticed like little tweaks or things that were left out. Mm-hmm. that no one else probably like thought of but i remember listening to like certain songs and going where was that like we're, we're missing yeah, the like entire like uh the instrumentation especially on like the second verse of hey steven like it doesn't do that like like walk down kind of thing on the uh steel guitar or whatever it is like it's just not there at all and you're like what yeah yeah there's all yeah. sorts of like little moments where it's just very interesting. Something that I thought was really interesting with White Horse that a lot of people have pointed out is now she's saying this ain't our fairy tale. Yes, I noticed that. And I had to go back. <laughs> I was like, I'm not crazy, right? Like that's a that's a that's different, right? Yeah. And, and it, it is. Yeah. 
so it's just like there are little differences like that and like mm-hmm. the laugh is longer in hey steven um yes it is yes <laughs> just like little things but overall like, yeah it's, it's very similar like she did mm-hmm. a really good job of making the i think like the singles the big ones like love story you belong with me are very very true to form but mm-hmm. the ones that are not necessarily as popular i think have a little bit more change to them but once again they're still very similar to the original because the whole point of this is to devalue the original masters yeah it's interesting because when i was listening to it i was pretty much like like it was this mix of like there's not that many radical changes and also a feeling like every single little tiny thing that she did change is better like this sense that even songs like you belong with me maybe it's just the maturity of the vocal and that's it but it's just like it was like i'd never heard the song before like that was my experience hearing this album it's like i've never i've listened to this album since it came out you know all the time for 13 years and it's like i it's like i never had heard that song before um but yeah i think it's interesting to think about how much change there is or isn't in these versions. Uh, I've heard different people say different things. And in general, I feel like the bigger the fan you are, the more you're like, no, these are really different. And then the lesser the fan you are, or the, yeah, I guess the lesser magnitude of fan you are, the more likely you are to be like, this is the same thing. It's like, it's not, it's, there's much more edge and rock to it now. Like, those those drums hit a lot harder than they used to um so on the on that production side i think there's quite a lot and change i don't know if it's longer or if it just feels longer like it feels so much more epic in she its holds conclusion. one of the notes longer okay uh and at the at the end the very last hallelujah she holds that note longer okay the song is actually longer if i remember correctly like maybe i'm making that up but i swear i had an entire conversation with people about change being longer because she's holding the note longer like that was a whole conversation i had yeah i don't i haven't looked up how much longer it is or is it it's a way more epic closer uh as i'm sure we'll talk about again so okay Uh, With that in mind, we get to our usual categories. We start with the biggest song from this. Uh, And of course, here we're thinking mostly of... It'll be a mix. We'll be thinking a lot of Fearless as we've known it for 12 plus years. And then also as we know it now. So it'll be a bounce back and forth. So what's your pick for the biggest song from this album? love story like you can make an argument for you belong with me but love story is arguably like one of her biggest songs even Mm -hmm. with like her going to pop and getting Mm -hmm. huge with pop like love story has remained Mm -hmm. just this like huge song for her so yeah it's a really hard call to make i think i i did go with you belong with me because there's one that made her like a household name. You belong with me. And then there's one that like, like, you know, she won the, she won the MTV music award, like that scandal. Like there, there's one that made her a person that 
people knew who she was. And then there's the other one, Love Story, that very much kind of solidified, like, no, this is who she is as an artist. You Belong With Me is not who she is as an artist. That's just who she is as, like, a pop star, basically. And I think Love Story is more of, like, this is who she is as an artist. Um, But still, I just can't... The now with the benefit of hindsight, the decade was shaped so much both for her and Kanye and for everyone they've influenced on every side. Like that moment just ended up shaping like the entire next decade of popular music. Like it just, it just did because she made speak. Now he made my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and neither of the worlds that they operated in were ever the same again. Like, it, and so I just have a hard time not seeing that and what came out of it as like the biggest moment for her. Um, but I, I love story also seems to be a, a, I can't argue with that one either. So yeah. Uh, best deep cut or album cut. The way I loved you. Um, okay. It, it is just, it has been my personal like favorite song off of Fearless always mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. and I don't know I just feel like it was it's not one of the more popular ones mm-hmm. but it's so good yeah like it's it's just so good she starts painting this picture at mm-hmm. the beginning like and then it goes a different you know of, of like this perfect boyfriend and then it goes a different direction. It's like, it's not what she wants. And it's not kind of like what you expect per se. Yeah. It's one that kind of challenges the kind of dominant narrative of a lot of the rest of the album, I think of, of the kind of like, or, or maybe like a lot of the rest of the album subtly subverts the dominant narrative. Like lots of these narratives are not quite playing out exactly the way we're expecting them to. 15 takes a turn for something far more serious than we're anticipating white horse switches to the past tense like like all of these kind of things that kind of suggest that that there is more going on here so yeah i I could see that uh my pick is forever and always um maybe it's the re-record i the re-record just killed it i thought on this song um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't want all of my deep cut picks to be uh, the ballads from, from the end of albums, though a lot of them will be because those are so many of the best deep cuts. Um, but I think that this one is is just a really great pop song. I mean, and the way that the the bridges and choruses kind of like layer on each other, especially at the end, where it's like this sandwich, like you don't really do that really like go from the pre-chorus to the chorus back to the pre-chorus or whatever it is. Like, that's not really a thing that you do. Um, so yeah. So I think, I think that is, that is my pick for that one. Uh, yeah. Next we have the track five breakdown the track five here, of course is white horse. And, uh, yeah. What, uh, thoughts do you have about white horse as a track five? It's good. Like it's a solid track five. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's it's 
kind of like middling for her like she just improved with time because that's I mean what happens often is you get older and just write better lyrics but mm-hmm. White Horse is still really good for what it is um yeah yeah White, White Horse is actually one of the songs because it despite not being like a single did get a decent amount of Radio Disney play and that was one of the songs that really kind of like cemented my fandom um because it was not a pop song in any way at all um like it was it was so much more substantial and and weighty than so much of them i think it's uh, a very good track five and i think it's more a little bit more musically complex than people tend to give it credit um especially on kind of like the bridge and kind of moving from there i think that the song really does well at its structure like it's a very standard song structure you know you got your verses you got your bridge you got your like build at the end um but i think that it did it really well and kind of like tweaked the narrative of the whole album like uh and and I'll say more about this later, but it's really kind of like revealing the sense of what there is to come and the like maturity that is to come uh, in the future uh, in White Horse. So I I think White Horse is is pretty great. So Uh, we already talked about how different it is from the previous version. So what is your favorite song or the best song we recorded because usually we talk about our our top pick for what will be the best when it's re-recorded and here we get to actually think about what did get re-recorded so i mean the way i loved you is just always my favorite of Mm. everything but to not be repetitive about how much i love (laughs) how much i love the way i loved you um I really like Hey Steven mm. just I I just really appreciate the the maturity in her vocals on this yeah, song. Yeah, the vocals way better than it used to be. Uh I think the instrumentation like picked it up a little bit. Like it got a little bit rockier, a little bit edgier. Uh, kind of moved away from the kind of like very nice uh, country ballad notes and and went in a place of more energy and I think it benefited from that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mine are, I have a tie. I couldn't pick. Uh, you Belong With Me and Change, uh, which have never been two of my favorite songs from Fearless uh, by any stretch. Um, I at varying times thought change wasn't very good at all, but the way that it got pulled together, whatever is or isn't different, it's just such a brilliant closing track now that can like rival a lot of her brilliant closing tracks. Long live um, our song. Uh, Like, like it really does feel like, yep, that's the end of the album. There's no other way to end the album. 
Um, and previously I didn't necessarily feel that way uh, about it. And I think that now it really does put like a very definitive stamp on the project. Uh, and then with You Belong With Me, I can't place my finger on it, but there's something about it where it was just like, no, this is way better. Uh, and I can't articulate why. Um, but that was, it was like, like I said, it was like I'd never heard the song before. Song I've heard hundreds of times is like, this is a new thing. So uh, next we have background about songs or Easter eggs that matter. This is your territory. Yeah. Um, something I think is really like cool about breathe is that it's not about a romantic relationship it is about losing a friendship um a lot of people think it's about emily poe who was um a member of her band and left before fearless um so i don't know i think it's really interesting that breathe is not about a romantic relationship especially because of the um stereotype that kind of began to surround her around this time mm -hmm. that has haunted her for you know half her life um about all her songs being about boys when literally change is not breathe is not it's so i just i like that about breathe um i also appreciate <laughs> that uh you belong with me is not actually about anyone she ever dated or anything she just like heard the conversation on the phone fearless is also <laughs> about her ideal first date like she hasn't dated half the, the fictional men on this album <laughs> yeah so uh i just it's like this narrative that she dates all these guys and writes songs about them started around this time and half of the album is not it's, even about real guys it's such a painfully like given the benefit of hindsight both about her career and also like some maturity as a culture it's such a painfully sexist narrative to have existed in the way that it did and the degree that it did that that we all just really need to just like move on and just be better in the future um because it, it was really not okay uh yeah yeah and it is, I... one of the songs is about the jonas brothers right it's about joe jonas forever okay. and always is about joe jonas and okay. it's the like the song was the last one she she like she like slid it in at the last moment and that was a that yeah it, it I the think, whole thing i think i learned that that was about joe jonas like two years ago what she roasted him relentlessly like she went on ellen and destroyed yeah. like homegirl was always trashing on joe jonas for a couple years there like he was he was no better um but like i knew that there was like conflict between them but i did not like connect and i went through the like liner notes and whatever and i don't remember there being like a message in forever and always about joe in that song uh like there there were it it was not a thing that i knew for a long time and then that eventually did so know. so funny to me yep like hilarious because like yeah i i'm gonna say uh, there's something else that you'll be just as amazed that i didn't know uh when we talk about speak now so oh gosh. i'll, I'll okay. save that for a couple weeks but yeah uh songs you'd cut none 
yeah, I can't even entertain yep. the thought this is um, flawless. And similarly, at least in the re-record, I wouldn't change any sequencing either. Um, yeah. It's pretty much spot on perfect. Can't can't really uh, argue with any of it. Uh, best motif or multi-song theme? Um, so <laughs> I just, it's uh, always good to point out that she starts singing about 2 a.m. And mm-hmm. um, as we know, 2 a.m. has become like iconic for mm. Taylor. And I, I literally always think of How I Met Your Mother. They had a, a recurring joke that nothing good happens after 2 a.m., and I think of that every single time that she mentions 2 a.m. And it's like, yeah, no, that's accurate. Like, yeah, no, there's, there's, it's pretty much always going to be bad. Uh, yeah. I, I saw something on Reddit the other day where someone was like, girl, go to sleep. <laughs> like, just, just go to sleep. It's like, yeah, it's accurate. So. Oh, and rain. R- like she, she talks about rain, like, uh, someone, uh, Swifty on Twitter today was asking um, about Taylor Swift, like what Taylor Swift song you, uh, a song or album you think is like w- to do with Rain. Like, what do you identify like Rain with in Taylor Swift music? And I was like, Fearless, without a doubt. Yeah. Like she starts out with, you know, there's something about uh, the way the street looks when it's just rain. She talks mm-hmm. about like just the song itself, Fearless, but the whole album, like, just like she has this obsession with kissing in the rain but like just rain in general mm-hmm. is is just essential to different events in the album even in like white horse the music video it's raining she's not even outside in the rain but it's it's raining That's funny. <laughs> she's, she's crying and it's raining outside yeah 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 there's a lot of rain I, I always think of uh, of one of the songs from Speak Now that mentions rain as like first, and then second would be uh, Fearless. But okay, um, I'm gonna go with a pretty obvious answer: uh, Princess. The idea of Princess, uh, which appears obviously in White Horse and Love Story, um, as well as a little bit in The Best Day and. I think uh, one of the other tracks as well, maybe. Um, but yeah, there's that is very essential to the character of this album. The way that the teenage girl experience can or can't be like the fairy tale um, that is being presented. And of course, today was a fairy tale was released at a very similar time uh i always kind of forgot when it was because it was like a big hit on radio disney radio so like i could never really remember like was that just like a thing that was tying into some random movie i think it was uh or was that like yeah it was for the valentine's day movie that she was in oh that one okay yeah gotcha (laughs) Okay, that 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 rings a, a vague and distant bell. Um, yeah, so I think that one. Uh, belatedly best song. So song that's grown on you over the years. Uh, breathe. I didn't. I, I 
I don't want to say I didn't like a song because mm-hmm. I always like a Taylor song, but in comparison to the way I feel about other songs, I didn't like it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, especially like with the re-recording of Breathe, it just, I don't know, it's just really grown on me and I appreciate it way more now than I ever did. Mine is also Breathe. Uh, <laughs> as a kid, maybe it was just like long and I found it slow. <laughs> In my mind, that song's like six minutes. It's not comparatively longer than the average length of any of the songs on this album. Uh, it's not the longest. Uh, um, but in my mind it was, and I didn't listen to it all that often. And then as I've listened to it in the last few years, I'm like, no, that really is, is one of, one of the great songs here. Um, and definitely one that grew on me over many, many years. Um, especially that second verse, there's a lot of punch to that, that I did not appreciate when I was 14 or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, Next album, Appetizer. So here we're thinking about Speak Now as the next album. Uh, And I'm curious uh, what what your thoughts on this are. Okay, so I don't know why I am struggling with this so hard. Like, I struggled with it with the debut. I struggled with with it on this one. I think it'll be easier as we go forward. Um. Because the albums get to be more, I don't want to say distinct, but like the character of 1989 is specific. There's a specific thing. And so you can look to Red and find what you think is closest to that specific thing. And then that'll be the answer. And the character of Speak Now is difficult to pin down. Um, Yeah. Did, did you have something or? Um, I was going to say maybe Fearless. Okay. It has similar, I don't want to say vibes, but it, it has similar vibes in a sense. But at yeah. the same time, Fearless is literally <laughs> like the title track. So it. Yeah. My, my pick is 15 because I think that kind of, uh, it's it's long it's almost five minutes and that kind of like digging deep kind of soul searching balladry is the first thing i think of with speak now like the songs that really dug deep dear john last kiss even like long live the ones that really kind of like tore open the experience of her teenage and young adult years and put them into song form. Um, So I thought 15 did that the best of these and was also on the long side because seriously, the, the tracks on speak now average average over five minutes on a pop album. They average over five minutes on a 2010 pop album that continues to amaze me. So, as we'll talk about in a couple of weeks. Uh, Most personally special song. This is so hard for me because the whole album is just personally special. I'm like, every single song. That's Um, fair, yeah. But 
I decided to go with change just because um, it's what I listen to on my way to auditions. Um, okay. It's like my hype up song before an audition, um, especially when, I, when I'm just like, I swear I'm never going to get a job. I'm just going to be stuck like doing things I hate forever. And then I don't know, like change is just, it's my hype up song. Okay. So. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good pick. Uh, mine is the best day um yeah i've just always this song is always just like i've i've cried listening to it uh and it's always just kind of like clicked in in everything uh the the way especially that second verse when she's like talking about her upsetting middle school years and and like that i didn't have like a school that I went to, like I was homeschooled at that time, but I was still very like outcast and like had, had hard times. And then uh, the, the bridge is just so darn beautiful on that song. So yeah, that, that one's always kind of connected with me and seeing that music video and just uh, you can't ever, like you can't ever completely forget that feeling i don't think and so yeah a uh, single best lyric on the whole project this is a hard one yeah it yeah. is um like <laughs> it's like which which lyric is not the single best lyric there are a lot of really good lyrics on this album there are a few that are like a little a little corny, but uh, most most a lot of them are really good. I this is I'm sure that if like five minutes from now I will change my mind because sure sure. But I really really like the way that she ends. Tell me why I told you I'm not bulletproof. Now you know. Okay. Like. It's like somehow she sums up the entire song mm -hmm. with those with like that last line. Mm -hmm. Well, and even like right before that, I take a step back. I let you go. I told mm -hmm. you I'm not bulletproof. Now, you know, like the the change has happened in the course of the song. Uh, yeah. It's like a it's like a more mature version of picture to burn like. I, I've come through this. I told you this was how it was going to go. And now, now you know that. And so here we are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mine in a similar vein of something. I think this kind of sums up the entire album. Uh, but it's, it's an obscure lyric from the best day. It's the age of princesses and pirate ships. Cause I feel like that captures the essence of fearless as this time caught between the fantasy aspects of reality that could be the princesses or the pirate ships and the sense of like, you're also growing up. Like this is the world that you're rapidly leaving behind you. Um, you know, she was 19 when it came out. Yep. 19 when she released it. And so there's this sense of like, yes, this is still your world. You're still a teenager in a world that's very rapidly collapsing around you. The age of princesses and pirate ships 
is in the past. And of course that song gives way to change and kind of this sense of like, we're moving forward. So, yeah. Any other thoughts on Fearless? Uh, we didn't talk about You're Not Sorry at all. And I just feel like that's a crime against humanity. So that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to bring it up because that's another, that, that one was a contender for a song that like grew on me the most. Uh, that's another one that I took a while, especially on the chorus to really kind of appreciate how good even the like orchestration of that song like musically that's a very good song the way that the like strings hit on that like that really uh connects so yeah it's fair yeah you're not sorry is just it's great and it also bring not to bring motifs up again but also like has to do with like (laughs) the phone and like she talks about you don't have to call anymore and um she's not going to pick up the phone and different things like that and (laughs) bringing up joe jonas again uh he like he like broke up with her in a 27 second phone call and so like there was like this whole thing with phones at the time and like relation like and like relationships ending on phone calls and different things 20 i'm sorry i just have to park on this a 27 second phone call he broke up with her it was like did she answer or was that like the voicemail i think i i believe it was like a 27 second voicemail and he dumped her okay it was because i'm just trying to imagine how little of a thought i can get out in 27 seconds Mm-hmm. and it, yeah. it's a it's a very very small amount so yeah yeah it was a whole thing and so i <laughs> there there is a lot of speculation about what you're not sorry isn't like like some people believe it's about joe jonas some people think that they're like facts proving it's not but <laughs> it's just facts. it's it's a good time <laughs> and i just appreciate that she like if it is about joe jonas that she brought up you don't have to call anymore like yeah it's just it's it's great. I don't know. Like young Taylor there... was really savage in like the fearless and debut era. And people just, she didn't. Yeah. She really wore her heart on her sleeve in a way that we really ought to have admired more. Uh, even though this album did win Grammy for album of the year. And it was deserved. Uh, it was deserved. I think it's the most deserved grammy album of the year win that she's had uh even if folklore might be better i think that this was like and and maybe it's not i haven't decided um but i think that the the album of the year win that she had for this was extremely deserved um and then uh lastly album grade if i could give it higher than an a plus like i would it's just it is it is top tier it is uh it is flawless um i don't know if you know what jackbox games is but i was playing jackbox games and there's this thing where you have to draw your champion of being flawless and i i I drew the album cover (laughs) i like it that's great i was like it is the champion of being flawless yeah, uh, I also have it as an A plus, especially after the re-recording. Like all all the little minor complaints I had about vocals, 
or like places where the production just didn't seem quite as good as we've known in these last few years it can be like just to see it get to be as good as lover or folklore in terms of like what the production is um just made it just bump up just that tiniest bit more it, it's an a plus it's so good so yeah yeah and i really appreciate that she had um her band play the tracks because like they've been with her since bef- i mean since debut for the mm-hmm. most part and like so they know these songs inside and out yeah and it's it i don't know that was something i really i really appreciated i'm gonna be real because i i cried when i was reading the album booklet and seeing all their names listed but i i really liked that i i think it added like a little bit more heart to it yeah so. yeah very cool yeah it's great obviously fearless is great uh we're we're preaching to the choir clearly but <laughs> hope hopefully this was a a reasonably good uh deep analysis of of a great album and we'll be back to talk about the bonus tracks that are now more than just bonus tracks it's an entire another 13 13 tracks uh albums worth of bonus material that i i'm excited to talk about because especially the like platinum edition cuts I just, they mean so much more to me now. Like, they seem so much better and so much more worthy of being not just, like, cast-offs or whatever. Like, they they really just seem to have been made into an album as they well should be. So, I'm excited to talk about it, as we will next time. Yeah. I'm Daniel, this is Shauna, and this has been Talking Taylor. <laughs>